You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Glory to God. It's wonderful to know Jesus. Weren't you blessed by these children? It was something else. Oh my. The anointing of God was upon them. If you're sensitive to the Spirit, you, you, you could have picked it. It's not just entertainment. Hallelujah. For such is the kingdom of God. It's wonderful to know Him from a tender age. Hmm? From a tender age. These children, I'm telling you, God's doing something in their lives. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Hallelujah. Before we go into the Word of God, uh, I just want to introduce to you a book. It's called Face to Face Appearances from Jesus by David E. Taylor. And I want to recommend that you buy this book. We've got them available in the bookshop. We actually imported them for you. Amen? Yeah. So, um, we're going to we're going to be doing um, some some teachings on on this, and this is to introduce you to a level of intimacy. This is is uh, the ultimate intimacy. That is subtitle. Okay, ultimate intimacy. This man was commissioned by Jesus to write this book after visit Jesus visited him a thousand times. Over 1,000 times. And Jesus said to him, put it in a book and I'll visit everyone that reads the book. How many people want Jesus to visit them? Okay. Yeah, some of us have had visitations before. If you have, uh, it is going to be increased. Hallelujah. You will be ushered into another dimension. So I'm going to do a teaching. I'm going to help to establish the face-to-face doctrine in your life. That's a doctrine that has not been taught in the body of Christ until the Lord gave this man that doctrine and said, teach the body of Christ. Let this be restored. Hallelujah. So, you might not hear this anywhere because it came from Jesus. So, we're going to... We're gonna, um, we're going, to, we're going to set aside time to deal with this. So this book is going to be our textbook. Wow. Alright? So you, you, you get it in the bookshop. It's 230 rands only. It's cheaper than the meal you get when you go to cream restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah. But it will change your life because there is a season that I feel God is about to usher us into. And there's somebody that has walked the walk. Right? And I want to take us through that. My life was changed when I read this book. Hallelujah. I read that book. So there are millions of people. Jesus is appearing to people in the Middle East, all over the world through this book. So, I, I, I just want to encourage you, get that. I'm going, we're going to give you information as to how we're going to go about this. 
but we're going to, um, so I want you to read ahead of time because we might not have time to deal with everything, but we're going to, yeah, help to establish you in that area so that you can have that kind of relationship. Ultimate intimacy, knowing Jesus more than you've ever known him. I don't know about you. I'm excited already. Just talking about this, I feel like teaching it. But I resist this temptation. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) I resist it. Yeah, we're going to talk about the benefits of the resurrection. Today is Resurrection Sunday. The world is celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. Amen? So, um, (laughs) please... Excuse me. <clears throat> so, we're going to look at the benefits of the resurrection. How many people are happy that Jesus rose from the dead? I mean, if, if he didn't rise from the dead, then he'll be in the same category with Muhammad, with Buddha, with Krishna, with Baha'u'llah, and all, and all the other, all the other um, religions and prophets or whatever you call them, you know? But Jesus is not like that. The tomb is actually empty. He is risen. And he's going to visit you. To prove that he's risen. Hallelujah. You are going to see him. That he is alive. And he's risen. Come on. Yeah. So there, there are benefits of this resurrection. A lot of benefits. But I'll just mention a few. Just take you through the scriptures, a few scriptures, just, just for you to understand that this is not just, we're not just uh, uh, being religious about this thing. I'm telling you, our lives would have been, uh, I, I don't know what the word, what word to use, but total misery and totally hopeless if Jesus had not come and if he had not risen from the dead. All right? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. In fact, Paul tells us that in, um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 where he, he makes a case for the resurrection. Because some people actually used to teach that the resurrection was not real. There was, there was a group of people, um, uh, the Gnostics, they, they, they believed that that uh, Jesus didn't die. Because they, they, in fact, they didn't believe, believe in the physical r- resurrection. They didn't believe because they felt that, no, they, uh, the, the flesh is totally evil. And there's no way God will associate himself with, with the physical body. But then the Bible tells us that the spirit, every spirit... That denies that Jesus is come in the flesh is the spirit of the Antichrist. So he had to be 100% man in order to die. If Jesus did not die physically, there would have been no legal ground for you and I to be resurrected. Are you following me? Yeah, because Adam, because Adam 
was a perfect man and he was alive to God. He was alive to God before he ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the moment he ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, he died spiritually. And and for God to save man, God has to provide a perfect man who is spiritually alive as a price. Same value. And where will God find that? And that's where the virgin birth came into play. Amen? Yeah. So through the virgin birth, God could produce a perfect man like Adam. That's why the Bible calls Jesus the last Adam. Not the second Adam. Some preachers call him second Adam. No, no, no. He is the last Adam. If they second, then they will be third, they will be fourth, they will be fifth. But when you say the last, then there's no other Adam. Come on. Yeah. So it's a mistake. It's an honest mistake, but it's a mistake. Right? So, so theologically, to be accurate, you say the last Adam, not the second Adam. So the first Adam was perfect. He was he had, uh, he had perfect blood. He was in communion with the Father, right? He had a, a, a perfect relationship with God, right? So the, the last Adam has to be like that. The Adam that can save man has to be like the first one. Has to be like the first one. So his blood has to be perfect. He has to be sinless because Adam was sinless before Satan Got him to eat the fruit. So God cannot redeem man legally without producing a perfect, a sinless man. So because of that, the seed of the woman had to be, um, had to come, had to be conceived. He, con- he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He was not conceived by Joseph. Because if he were conceived by Joseph, then man would not be saved. Because his blood would have come from Joseph. And that blood is not perfect. It's tainted by sin. And that's why it doesn't matter how good you are. If you don't receive Jesus, you are going to hell. It's not that we're being narrow-minded. You need to understand divine principles. You need to understand how God does things. Good works cannot take you there. It's the blood of Jesus. It's the perfect sacrifice. It's the Lamb of God. He is our Passover Lamb. Amen? And so, his, His blood was significant. His physical being Being on the earth physically was significant to the plan of redemption. Because God cannot be tempted. You cannot tempt God. So he had to be 100% man in order to be tempted. The first Adam was tempted and he failed. So the last Adam has to come and he has to be 100% man so that he can be tempted and, and not fail. So everything was orchestrated according to the divine plan of God so that we can be rescued. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Yeah. So, yeah, you cannot kill God. So, he had to be man in order to be killed. He had to be man. He had to die. He had to go to the cross. And for your information, the cross was the worst kind of death that was invented by man. Slow death. Excruciating pain. He had to go through all of that. If you've been to Victory Weekend, you would have heard about this. Hallelujah. So, for it's not just his death, but his resurrection. So, if his death was able to do so much in our lives, think about his resurrection. Come on. Yeah. His resurrection is powerful. So, what did I say? 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Chapter 15. I read from verse 20. He says, but now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. Hallelujah. He says, for in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ the firstfruit, afterward those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father. When he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Hallelujah. So death here that will be destroyed is physical death is going to be destroyed. Now spiritual death has already been destroyed. Okay? Yeah. But uh, physical death is going to be destroyed. For he has put all things under his feet when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he who put all things under him is accepted. Now when all things are made subject to him, then the son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him, that God may be all in all. So you see that the fa- Jesus is going to dominate and he's going to, he's going to put all things under, under his feet. But after he has taken charge and subdued everything, he's now going to come and sub, sub, submit everything, including himself, to the Father. Incredible. I'm telling you, we are in for exciting times. There are, the days ahead are glorious days where we will see the power of the resurrection in action. By the time you begin to walk in this, you will see that there are certain things that, that, that will begin to happen in your life. Why? Because of Jesus. Because he rose from the dead. Every dead thing in your life can be brought to life. Hallelujah. Do you know that death, death brought 
so much pain to humanity. So much pain. But the resurrection has brought life. And you need to understand death. Many times we think of death just as, 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 as physical. No, no. The word death means separation. So the spiritual death, what happened to Adam when he ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, he died spiritually. Okay? Immediately there was that, that relationship was severed and he could not relate with God anymore. He could not relate with God. God used to visit him. God used to meet with Adam face to face. He would come to him and they would talk. But the moment he sinned, the moment he sinned, that relationship was broken. And he could not relate with God face to face anymore. He could only hear the voice of God. But he couldn't see God. Hallelujah. Okay, so but because Jesus has risen, he has paid the full price and God the Father has attested and confirmed that the sacrifice of Jesus was accepted. That's why he was able to rise from the dead. If you look at Romans, just leave your, hand, your, your, your fingers there, go to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. And uh, we'll see there that... Uh, Jesus was raised from the dead by the Father. He didn't raise himself. What shall we say then? Shall we continue to sing? Let's go to verse 3. Verse 3. Or do you not know that as many as were baptized in Christ were baptized into his death? Let's read on. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead, by what? The glory of the Father. Even so, we also shall walk in the newness of life. Hallelujah. So, the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead means that you have a kind of life you can live. And it's called the newness of life. The life that Adam lost, you can walk in it. You can walk in it. That's one of the benefits of the resurrection. But look at, he says he was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. The glory of the Father. There's a manifestation of glory that raises the dead. Can you see? Yeah. So there are, there, are, there are different operations of God. And you need to understand that there are levels. There are levels in your walk with God. There are levels in operating in the power of God. There are levels in operating in the spirit. But the highest of them is the glory level. So that's what went into that grave. And raise Jesus up. Satan had every demon, all his resources to seal that and ensure that Jesus remains dead. But when the glory came in, whoo! 
I am telling you, they could not hold him. They could not stop him. Death could not hold him captive. The grave could not resist, could not stop him from coming out. Hallelujah. He came out and says, my people can have newness of life now. Everyone that has faith in me will walk in the newness of life. The life that humanity did not know about. Adam had died and gone. I'm sure he must have told his sons, his children. Oh, those days. I remember those days. When the father will come into the garden. And we will talk. I remember those days. When I will just command and the animals will come. And they will do whatever I want them to do. I remember those days. There was no struggle. Whatever I wanted I would just get it. The ground would produce. Would produce its yield. It was not a struggle. I didn't need to toil. I would sow and then I will reap. I could just think of anything and I will make it happen. I could go under the water. Breathe under the water. Look at the, 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 the world under. God gave him dominion over, over the sea, the, the fish of the sea. How is he going to exercise it if he can't go there? Do you understand? He lost everything. He could go there. He could breathe on the water. But the, the Bible doesn't say, oh, there is so much. How do I know that you can breathe on the water? Because in heaven, you can breathe on the water. At least the time my son had a dream of, the, of heaven, and when he came, he told us. He told us that he was in the, in, in the water and he, he, he could breathe. I was playing with Jesus in the, in, the, in the sea. In heaven. But they could breathe. So if it's like that in heaven, it was like that in Eden. Because Eden was a, it was a micro heaven. So Adam was supposed to spread that to cover the whole earth. But Satan got him. If he wanted to fly, he could do that. Just How many people have flown in their dreams? You, you're sleeping, you're dreaming, you just see yourself. You're not a witch, okay? Because some, some of you start thinking... That's, that's witchcraft now. Let me tell you, if witches can do it, it's because there is an original. I'm telling you, 
There cannot be a counterfeit if there is no original. So all of that, Adam lost. He lost all of that. He started trekking. Sweating. I'm telling you, it was a major loss. It was a major tragedy for the human race. And that's why we needed Jesus. Don't you dare accommodate anyone that tells you that you can get to heaven without Jesus. It's not possible. It's not possible. You, we all need him. Every one of us need him. Amen. So, are you ready to walk in the newness of life? It's a product of the resurrection. No wonder when he died, when he rose from the dead, the graves opened and some people came out. The Bible says that. And, and people saw them. Can you imagine? People saw them. How would you feel? You see your great-grandfather just come out. And he says, hey, I just stopped by to say hi. I'm, I'm going with Jesus. Hmm? We are on our way with Jesus, but he gave us permission to just stop by and just say hi. Come on. Incredible. But that's the power of the resurrection. So much that the grave could not hold all those people. Not only could it not hold Jesus, it could not hold Abraham down. It could not hold David down. Do you understand? It could not hold Elisha. It could not hold Ezekiel. All those guys came out. Somebody say power. Power past power. Power, past power. <laughs> Hallelujah. The resurrection power is a demonstration of the glory of the Father. And so when the glory of the Father begins to manifest in your life, shoo, don't be surprised if all the dead, every dead person, dead thing around you just starts coming to life. Yes. There is life because of the resurrection. New life. I say new life. New life because of the resurrection. So when we celebrate this, it's not just about being religious. It is real. It's real. I'm telling you. It's real. Back to 1 Corinthians 15. Let's, let's, let's read on. Where did we stop? Okay. Um, okay, let's skip now. Skip to verse, let's, verse 35. But someone, someone will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Oh, foolish one. What you sow is not made alive until it dies. And what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be. But mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he pleases. 
and to each seed its own body. All flesh is not the same, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another of fish, another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is one. There is one glory of the sun, and the other glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. weakness sorry. It is raised in power. Hallelujah. Do you know that everyone that has died in Christ is going to rise again? And they will rise in power. The Bible makes that very clear. Makes it very clear. All your relatives who died, they're going to be raised. That's the resurrection. Because Jesus, the first fruit, has risen, everyone will rise. Amazing. In fact, the truth of the matter is that everybody is going to be raised. Even the unbelievers, they will rise to give an account at the judgment Yeah. So, what, what, what are we talking about? But I thought, what, what about when somebody dies and he goes to heaven and all of that? What happened to their bodies? The body is just waiting there. Okay? So, when Jesus comes, you know what's going to happen? Your spirit, because you have a spirit, your spirit has a body. Your spirit has a body. That's why when you dream, you, you can recognize yourself. It's a spirit body. Yeah, it looks the same as you. It's, it's a spirit body. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So, but when somebody, is de- when somebody dies, it's the physical body that is buried, but the spirit is alive. Either with God or alive in the flames of hell. Because in hell, you... I heard somebody preaching that uh, hell is not going to be forever. Well, (sighs) if you want to take that gamble, go ahead. Yeah. I know, well, hell, I mean, technically hell is a temporary location, but there's a permanent location called the lake of fire. So, which is worse than hell. Okay. So, but then, what's going to happen is that on the judgment day, right? Jesus is going to stand. And then, everyone is going to be raised. So, the physical body will meet up with the spirit and present themselves. If you died in Christ, according to 1 Thessalonians... When you come with Christ, your body 
is going to rise to meet up with you. Come on, that's a resurrection body. Hallelujah. And then together, poof. That's the kind of body that passes through walls. Like Jesus did. You remember when he rose from the dead, he came and Thomas, Thomas said, when they told him that Jesus was risen from the dead, he said, I will not believe unless I put my finger into his, the, where the nails were, the pierced hand and the side. Huh? And Jesus comes, if you read John's gospel, you see the story there. Where Jesus comes and says, Thomas, come, touch me. Huh? And when Jesus, when Thomas sees Jesus, my Lord and my God, he says, because you see, now you believe. He said, blessed are they that see not, and yet they believe. Hmm? Blessed are they that see not, and yet they believe. And so some, some people have used that scripture to say you don't need to see Jesus. But why did, he, why did Paul see him? Why did Peter see him? Why do, have some of us seen him? Why? So that's not the meaning of that. But Jesus says flesh and bones. Huh? Let's get, get to that place. John chapter is it 20, 22. Come on, open it. St. John's Gospel. I like the book of John because the book of John, he gives us some insights that other gospel writers <laughs> don't, don't give us. Hmm? Was it John that said it? Uh, I'm just I'm thinking now. My Lord, mixing things up. I think. Was it John or Luke? John helps us to see the divinity of Jesus. Twenty. 20, John chapter 20, verse 25, it says, The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Come on. <laughs> Stop on unbelief. I will not believe. Hmm? Can you imagine that? So now Jesus appears. Locate that place for us. Jesus now appears. In, and he says, after eight days, his disciples were again inside. And Thomas with them. Jesus came. The doors being shut. Can you see? That's the resurrection body. The resurrection body doesn't need to pass through doors. You just pass through doors if you want to. Come on. Yeah. 
Don't you like that? Because Jesus rose from the dead, that is part of your inheritance. You have that. God is preparing that for you. In fact, he has prepared it for you. And he stood in them in the midst and said, peace to you. So they're sitting there. They're, they're in the place. The room is closed. The door is closed. And then boom, in the middle, Jesus appears. Hallelujah. Let's read on. Look at Then he said to Thomas, reach out your finger here. Look at my hands. Reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Yes? Then Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Now he believes. My Lord, my God. People that say that Jesus is not God. If Jesus were not God, he would have rebuked him for saying that. You get my point? He would have rebuked him. How would you feel if somebody just walked up to you and said, my Lord and my God? Huh? My Lord and my God. And starts worshipping you. Are you going to just say, my son, my daughter. Is that what you're going to do? No. You see? So let's read on. Look. I want to get to a statement Jesus made. Then Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Okay? And then, let's move. Move. Come on. And, and Jesus truly did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which were not written in this book. Uh, Okay, these were written so that you might believe. No, this is not what I want. There's another account where he says flesh and bones. He uses those words. Flesh and bones. Not flesh and blood. So the resurrection body does not have blood. It is flesh and and bones. Look, I I knew it would be Luke because he's the doctor. The doctor, there are some details. There's a way Luke writes. He gives certain details that are different. Okay? Look, look, Luke chapter 24. Aha. Look, he says, Behold my hands and my feet. That it is I myself. Handle me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. So Jesus came physically. The resurrection body is a physical body. It's a physical body just like your physical body is matter. You can touch it. So he says, touch me, touch me. This is not a ghost. This, this is real. Touch me. A spirit. Huh? A spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. No blood mentioned. Flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. yeah. 
that blood you flowing in your veins now is going to be <laughs> discarded Amen. because it came from Adam. Hallelujah. Come on. Yes. Because of the resurrection, you are, gonna, you are going to carry the same kind of body Jesus got when he rose from the dead. Where he can appear and disappear. Come on. Thank God for the resurrection of Jesus. And we can experience some of these things. Amen? Yeah. So, back to 1 Corinthians 15. 44 says, it is sown in natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Come on. He says, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Come on. So you see, when you receive Jesus, he's a life-giving spirit. The newness of life. Adam was just a living being. When the father breathed, put his breath into him, the Bible says he became a living being. But the last Adam is a life-giving spirit. You receive him because he has risen from the dead. He's now giving life to people. He's giving life to humanity. And this life is going to intensify. It's going to intensify to get so strong that wherever you go to, dead things will be coming alive. Hallelujah. That's why you need to be infused with the life of God. The Zoe life of God. The God kind of life. That's why you need to feed your spirit with the word of God. Because the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. When you feed your spirit with the word of God, you, 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 you saturate yourself with life. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. When you partake in sin and you make sin a practice, you are opening yourself up to death. The spirit of death is going to work in your life. If you practice sin, I'm telling you. And this is not to be, this is not, this is not to be negative or whatever. I'm just telling you the truth. If anybody tells you otherwise, they're deceiving you. Hallelujah. Amen. How many people want the life of God? The newness of life. That's the life. That life breaks the power of sin. Breaks the power of sin. Romans chapter 8 verse 2. Verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And then verse 2 says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Do you know that years ago, years ago in the early 1900s, when John G. Lake was in this land, there was, uh, there was an epidemic. People were dying. When you read about it, somehow you think maybe, I don't know if it was Ebola or what, but it, it, it had this similar um, characteristics, you know? People were dying. 
People were dying. So people had to wear protection and all of that. And John G. Lake was helping them and he was not wearing any protection. And they said to him, oh, what, what? do you want to die? He says, no, I cannot die. And obviously, it's not presumption. Don't go and do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah because you, you, you don't know what he heard from God. Don't go and do it because he did it. That's how people get into trouble. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith does not come by seeing what somebody does and you copy it. It doesn't come by copying. Faith comes by hearing, not by copying. Come on. Hallelujah. You can tweet that. Faith comes by hearing, not by copying. So he, he, he said to them, you can take the saliva of somebody who has been infected just to prove what I'm saying. And they put it on his hand under the microscope. And when they looked at it, this thing was alive when they put it on his hand. And after some time, the thing died. They say, how do you explain this? He, he, he quoted this scripture. He says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. So he was saturated with the life of God. The spirit of God was in him. The life of God. You know, the last Adam was manifesting in his flesh. Which is what we need. We need the, you need the last Adam to manifest in your body. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Every morning you wake up, you read this scripture. You declare it over your your life. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Then you find out that sin just becomes weak in your life. Temptation becomes weak and powerless. The reason why temptation is so strong in some of our lives is because we are feeding it. You are starving your spirit and feeding your flesh. That's what is happening. It's not because sin is powerful. No. The power of sin has been broken. Jesus has destroyed the power of sin. The power of sin and death have been broken. You can walk sinless. It's possible. Unless the sacrifice of Jesus is not enough. And I dare to say it is more than enough. This is more than enough. On the cross, he said, it is finished. It is finished. Don't, don't insult the blood of Jesus. Don't insult the sacrifice of the Lamb of God by telling me that sin has power over you. It's a lie. You have believed a lie. But if you will allow the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That's one of the benefits of the resurrection. If he rose from the dead. You know what killed man? It is sin. You know what killed Jesus? It is sin. God made him who knew no sin to be sin. So God took your sin, put it on him. That's why he could die. That's why he could die. Sin is what brings death. So he broke the power of sin. 
Hallelujah. Say the, the law of the spirit. Come on. Of life in Christ Jesus. Has made me free. From the law of sin and death. Say sin shall not have dominion over me. Because I'm not under the law. But under grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Is at work in you. Hallelujah. Bible says that the grace that brought salvation to all men has appeared to us teaching us that denying ungodliness we might live righteously and soberly in this world. So when grace appears, when Jesus appears to you that's grace. Sin loses its power. It loses his grip. Hatred cannot control you. Jealousy cannot control you. Hallelujah. Lust cannot control you. They have no power over you. Death has no power over you. He that believes in me, he that, that obeys my word will not see death. That's what Jesus said. The power of death is broken over your life. You shall live and not die. To declare the works of the Lord. Every manifestation of death in your life. I rebuke right now. In the name of Jesus. The Bible talks about the death. The the deadness of Sarah's womb. In Romans chapter 4. He talks about the deadness of Sarah's womb. I'm telling you something. That you might be alive physically. But a part of your body might be dead. But I'm telling you by the resurrected power. By the name of the resurrected Christ. Right now. A visitation is coming over your life. Every dead area of your life. Is receiving the resurrection power. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke every death. I rebuke every manifestation of death. I cut off every visitation of death in your life in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Every representation of death in your life is broken right now in the name of Jesus. Every manifestation of death in your family I command to be crushed right now in the name of Jesus. I crush them all. I crush them all in the name of Jesus. Every manifestation of death, yes, in your career, in your relationships, every death I command right now to be changed, to be visited by the resurrected Christ in the name of Jesus. I declare the resurrection power over your life, over your career. Over your business. Over your body. Your health. Every organ in your body. Receive the newness of life. In the name of Jesus. I command every every condition in your body. That is bringing death. I command a change. Right now. In the name of Jesus. Every disease in your body. Is a representation of death. I curse them right now. In the name of Jesus, I release the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus over your life, over your body. In the name of Jesus, in your blood, 
I release life in your organs. I release life over your kidneys. I release life over your heart. I receive life. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Your pancreas receives life. In the name of Jesus, your mind receives Christ. Life. Life. I release it. I pronounce it. I activate it by the resurrection of Jesus. Every curse is broken by the resurrected Christ. In the name of Jesus. Every pain in your body right now. Over your eyes. Over your ears. In the name of Jesus. Over your knees. Over your body. Over your feet. In the name of Jesus. In your ear. In the name of Jesus. I release life. The law of the spirit. Of life in Christ Jesus. I release it over you. I pronounce it over you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every manifestation. Of death. In your home. Receives a visitation. From the resurrected Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I command a turnaround in your life. I command a turnaround in your situation. That dead business receive life. In the name of Jesus. Receive life. I declare a visitation in your business. I declare a visitation in your career of the resurrected Christ. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Death is broken. Death is broken. The power of death is broken over your life. The power of sin is broken over your life. You are no longer slaves to sin. You are no longer slaves to sin. In the name of Jesus, I break that power. Thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to break bread now. Come on. Hallelujah. On that note, we will break bread to seal the word of God. What Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, is not going to be in vain in your life. Everything Jesus paid for, you are going to walk in. You will experience the glory of God in your life. You will experience the glory of God. Not just when you get to heaven. In this part of eternity, you will experience the glory of God. Because Jesus shed his blood for you. He died and he defeated death. Therefore, death is an eternal, eternal eternal loser in your life in the name of Jesus say this after me say heavenly father every manifestation of death in my life is visited by the resurrected Christ right now in the name of Jesus I declare that death has no power over me my organs my body has received life let your life manifest 
in every cell of my body in every organ in my body in the name of Jesus every area of my life to be visited by the resurrected Christ thank you father as as we partake of the holy communion I want you to do it in faith remember we commemorate the Lord's death when we do this the bread is symbolic of the blood the body of Jesus and the cup is symbolic of the blood of Jesus all of this is so that you can walk in newness of life your life is changing from this very moment as you partake of this I want you to do it in faith saying my life is changing I'm going to walk in newness of life from this moment forward this ministry has come to you live from every nation midrand for other life-changing messages and more information log on to www.everynationmidrand.org